What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Four Verts Podcast. Uh, we missed last week, so for this week's episode, we're going to recap both the week four and week five games. Um, so, yeah, thanks for tuning in. Let's get it. last week because of scheduling unforeseen circumstances uh, yeah unforeseen circumstances uh but we're back now so we're gonna give short recaps of the games that we missed and then give you a, a, a recap of the games this past weekend so um all right Sid, tell us about tell us about north carolina and then tell us about Pitt. Uh, I'd rather talk about North Carolina for longer, but um, obviously uh, North Carolina was good uh, at the bins. Crowd wasn't crazy, which I kind of figured it would be considering, you know, where we are right now as a program, but it was actually pretty loud. It was a good environment. Um, started out a little bit slow with Jordan in the game. Um, he did you enough. I mean, he did enough to, he didn't turn the ball over, um, but we just really weren't moving the ball much. Um Gave up one touchdown early in the first half just based off short field. We punted the ball, got it blocked, gave him short field. They took it right down and scored. Really, after that, on defense, um, we shut them down. Uh, we got a couple turnovers, forced Sam Howell to fumble twice. Um, one should have been returned for a touchdown for sure, but he just, you know, tripped. Um, but we still – that was the, the first possession we came in with Jeff. And on the second play, he took it to the house. <clears throat> so um, I think North Carolina really wasn't uh, prepared for the quarterback run. And on, on that aspect of the read option, Jordan doesn't keep it a whole lot. He's not as dynamic. So um, and uh, listening to Mac Brown in their press, uh, their post game, he really said that's not something that they were prepared for. And they just didn't have an answer for it. Um, I thought Jeff looked really good it was for the first time that he looked poised, he looked determined, he knew what he was going to do with the ball, made smart decisions. And um, really that's, that's the, that's the ideal quarterback we want in this system. And um, we didn't see it the next Saturday. It necessarily, it wasn't necessarily terrible. I mean, honestly, he had two quick turnovers to begin with kind of back to the same bad luck last year where balls are getting tipped at the line and um, both got picked. One was returned for a pick six. Um, he responded well after those turnovers, came out, threw for over 300 yards. Um, so it's not like he just, you know, had a terrible day, just a little bad luck, few few misreads here and there. Uh, in the North Carolina game, on defense, that the, the 3-3-5 looked really good again. Uh, we were able to sack Sam Howell, I think, eight times close to it. Yeah, I think it was eight times. We had 10 tackles for loss just in the first half uh, on defense. We, we limited explosive plays. I think they had maybe two. I can remember one at a critical time that we gave up a deep pass. Zamari was cover, in coverage. Zamari's a little deemed. I'm really not sure why he was playing, but he got burned. But other than that, we limited the big plays and we shut down the run. So um, 
I think Sam Howell's a really good quarterback, but when you put pressure on him and make and, and force him to make um, decisions and that he, you know, when he's in a rush or he feels the pressure, I, th I think he makes mistakes. And there were a few mistakes where he was with running the ball. Um, he didn't, he didn't take care of it. So that was huge. We won the turnover battle. I think we were 45 plus points off turnovers leading into Pitt's game, um, which is huge on the year. Uh, we didn't win that battle Saturday, so I think that's another point. So overall, North Carolina was a fun game. Um, that's the team that really you'd like to see. I just think we're 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 not to that point where you're going to get that same consistency. So then you turn around with Pitt this past Saturday with another uh, pretty good quarterback. I think Kenny Pickett. He may not you know absolutely blow you away. He may not be a number one draft pick quarterback, but I think he's an OACC guy. He's been there hell since I think he was running the offense in 2016, 2017. I mean, he's been there for so long. And they have receivers. They've got weapons. So uh, their offensive line absolutely just dominated our defensive line. We got no pressure on him. He sat back there and made whatever throws he wanted to. Coverage was terrible. There are guys running all over the place, wide open. But at the same time, when you give a guy like him all day to throw it, I mean, he's, he's going to make you pay for it. So um, I think they saw that, they, that they had the opportunity to just come out there and throw the ball on us, and they committed to it, and that's what they did. So that was really frustrating. Um, I'm not really sure what we do on defense coming up this year, making uh, this week, making adjustments, because that was an absolute clinic on how to beat that defense. I'm not sure we'll face another quarterback as good as Kenny. So, I mean, that's good, you know, until we get to, to Georgia. I really think Kenny is probably the best quarterback we'll face. We have faced this year because, um, I mean, as of recent, he's played better than Sam Howell. So um, once we get to Georgia, you know, we'll have a test, obviously, with JT, if that's who their quarterback is by then. But um, offensively, it really wasn't terrible. After the first two turnovers, like I said, bad luck turnovers. I mean, they can't happen, obviously. But, I mean, I don't really know what you do about two tipped passes getting picked like that. It's frustrating. Um, they definitely weren't throws where you say Jeff, you know, should have just ate it. Uh, those, the first one's wide open for a touchdown on the, the read option. Western Michigan ran that play. I can't tell you how many times and, uh, or the run pass option, sorry. And they threw it over the top all day on them. Um, so it, if you look, watch it, it, it goes for a touchdown if it doesn't get tipped. Offensive line was patchwork. Uh, we had three of our top five out. And we are struggling just with our top five. So once you start losing that many guys, uh, it goes downhill really fast. Kenny Cooper was out. He's probably your just uh, what we call it's like a mauler. So like at left guard, like he's just he, he's I mean, he's really good in terms of getting downfield and just blowing guys up. He may not be the best pass pass blocker. Uh, he doesn't grade necessarily high in that aspect, but um, he uh He's, it's noticeable when he's not out there. Ryan Johnson was Dean. He tried to play. He, he didn't he didn't play very well. They took him out. We had a walk-on center um, or backup center. He's a walk-on. We moved him to left guard. And Kenneth Kirby was out. So usually Kenneth Kirby is someone that can come in at the guard spot when we're weak, but he was also in a boot on the sidelines. So um, we just got abused all day. We couldn't get anything going. Jameer had negative 10 yards rushing the whole day. Uh Dante had like 40 yards rushing, but Jameer had over 100 yards passing or, or receiving. So um, 
in that aspect, we got pretty creative. Uh, we do have what, what they, I can't remember what routes they called it, but like they call it just little chip passes where we run two, two back sets and um, uh, we fake it to Dante and then him and Jeff roll out together and then he just tosses it ahead of him. One went for a touch and I got called back on a pretty piss poor holding call. And then um, the other one went, he had a screen that went for 75 yards he almost scored on. So he had a good day in that, in that aspect. It was good to see us get the, him the ball in space, but um, really defense couldn't stop anything. So it didn't really much matter. Um, yeah, so um, like I said, Jeff actually had a pretty decent day minus those two turnovers. He came out there, put them behind him, played well. Um, had his a career day passing. Uh, we also didn't have Kyrick McGowan, so we had a chance to see the two slots step up, and they looked really good. Nate McCollum had a bomb in the end zone that he caught. Um, looked really, it was a nice catch. And then Malik Rutherford, he is he's really athletic all over the place. It was good to see him getting the ball and showing what he can do. So while we didn't have Kyrick, uh, it was good to see that we have a little bit more depth there than we thought at slot. Those are two younger guys, but they, they look pretty good. Um, I really don't know where we go from here defensively, offensively. I mean, take care of the ball, and I think we'll be all right. I, I, don't, I don't see any of our ACC opponents ahead of us just being able to absolutely stop us. But on, on, the, on that side of the ball, we've got to get our offensive line healthy. But other than that, that's all I have. Yeah, it was a big game against North Carolina, then kind of a, a dud against Pittsburgh. I didn't really, I didn't get to watch the pit game though. Um, I would, I mean, I really wouldn't even say that we came out there flat or like we just had a sleeper. I mean, we came out there first play. Jeff took the keep on the read for 25, 20 yards plus. Next play, play for a touchdown, and we let one guy come through the line. He tips it, and they pick it. And then from there, it's like. We got to stop at the beginning of the game. And then it's like from there, the defense just – the wind came out of the sails and it was just like the defense just – I don't know. Pitt, through the first five games, Pitt has tied the 2019 LSU team with most touchdowns ever, like 34 through five games. Holy cow. Yeah. So, I mean, they're, yeah. uh, I mean, they've Jordan. scored 40 in every game, so. Yeah, I mean, that, that is definitely that aspect of it. You think, you know, they're not playing really anybody. But they, they but. I mean, they did they did lose to Western Michigan, and that's probably the reason they're not a top 15 team, to be honest. Yeah, well, yeah, because not they scored 45, but Western Michigan scored, what, 48? I mean, they just couldn't stop them. Yeah. So, yeah, it was, it was no good. Minus those – and also, I mean, I didn't even bring up our goal line offense. I, I told Sam the best defense for another team is to let us get inside the 10. I mean, just go ahead and let us get inside the 10. And then uh, from there, we're not going to score. Because, like when, when Jameer took that screen 70-plus yards and got down on like the five or something, I can't even remember. I text, I'm texting the group and said, is it bad that I was relying on him to score there because I know we're not going to score and we didn't, didn't come over with any points. Um, it's pretty bad. So I, I think at a certain point it's scheme. Um, I definitely know play calling could be a little bit more creative down there, but at some point you just have to be able to line up and, and be physical and, and punch the ball then. And we were, we've were we been able to do that the past year. I mean, we were able, we didn't have that big of an issue. All of a sudden this year it's just – it's a jailbreak once it gets down there for all these defenders. I mean, it's just – I mean, it could be that you have a bunch of offensive linemen out 
that would be maybe the number one reason. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I definitely think we've had – I mean, Jordan Williams hasn't played healthy all year. He's playing dean Nick Penley is also playing with a bum ankle, and he really doesn't even have that much time. He's a transfer. So I think he's still trying to figure things out. So, like, I don't know what the deal is this year. We just got guys that are all banged up, and if they're playing, they're not necessarily healthy. Um, Devin Cochran's been our only guy that's been consistent, but even his run blocking, he's not grading up that high, super high pass blocker. But I don't know. I, I definitely think that's part of it. But still, you got to be able to just line up and – you know, at some point, will your way into the end zone. I mean, you, you see teams with far less up front, I think, being able to be more successful inside the red zone. So, yeah, that's all I got. Yeah, I hear you. Well, who wants to go next? I'm ready uh, now. This, this is the part. Yeah, this is the part where you just tell us who's next. All right. All right. Davini, go for it, buddy. Um, so Arkansas, um, top 10 matchup going into Saturday. Turns out it wasn't a top 10 matchup. Um, Arkansas got, wait, 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 before you even get going, I've seen so many people talking about everybody's just going to discredit Georgia every time they beat a good team, because now that Clemson sucks, everybody's like, oh, well, it's not like Georgia was good because Clemson sucks. And now it's like, oh, well, Arkansas just sucked. So are you, are you buying into that? No. Not, not at all. I mean, I, I wouldn't go as far and say Clemson sucks. Uh, have you? Yeah, never. Compared, mind. compared to, compared to last year, you know, or the last four years, yeah, you could say, you, you, you suck. Um, but just overall, compared to other teams, I don't think y'all suck. But you know, Arkansas is a good football team. I don't think they're. Um, I oh yeah. I mean, we don't really need to say much about it, but we we were going to look at the games that we missed, which would be Vanderbilt for y'all. Uh, I mean, there's I not – have to mention that. There's not – yeah, there's Check not, the box score. Wait. Check the box score. <laughs> I don't think that one even needs to be talked about, bro. Yeah, I was just saying Georgia beat the hell out of Vanderbilt as well. Our, our scout team can beat Vanderbilt. For, for anybody so. that wanted that recap. Hey, I didn't even look. Did Vandy beat UConn? Yeah. Yes. Let's go. Vandy's got two games somehow. They were trailing UConn uh, at the end of the third quarter. If Vandy can beat UConn, UConn's bad, Bubba. <laughs> oh, dude, their program's on the verge of just being just disbanded. And UConn, need, UConn almost beat Wyoming on Saturday, though. They need to almost. put. They need to put some of those girl basketball players on that football team. They might win. We play. Games. We play UConn later on this year. I think it's the only other game that we might get over twenty. <laughs> but yeah um, back to Arkansas uh, yeah, <laughs> that's I, enough I, about Vanderbilt <laughs> <laughs> we gave them too much time um, yeah I've seen a lot of people say that you know Arkansas is overrated Georgia's not that good um, they haven't played anybody whatever um, I mean you can just go and look at the the stats in the SEC um, one thing I didn't think that our Passing defense will be number one. Our passing defense in the SEC is number one right now. I didn't expect that. And our rushing defense is well, no, nobody has any time to throw. I was about exactly. to say, when you've got yeah, those you guys can. coming at you as a quarterback, uh, good yeah. luck. So, I mean, it starts yeah. there. Corners got to hang on for like one second uh, and then the play is over. But, um, 
Kenny Ringo has stepped up. Uh, hasn't allowed a touchdown all year yet. DK's also playing well. We kind of knew that was going to happen. Well, to um, be to be fair, only one corner has given up a touchdown this year. That's true. Um, <laughs> but I think them two combined, they've given up like um, four or four four catches for eighty something yards all year. Um, so they had that on the first drive against us Saturday. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think Arkansas is a good team. They can uh, their passing defense is one of the tops as well. Um, but we we ran the ball down their throat all game. We had like two hundred and seventy something yards on the ground. Didn't have to throw the ball a ton. Only had like thirteen attempts for like sixty yards or eighty yards, something like that. Um, so I mean, we just we just ground and pound the whole game offensively. Um, Cedric Van Pran uh, has turned out to be the guy at center. I think he's gonna. I think he has took Warren Erickson's spot because um, they're saying a lot of good things about him, and he is looking very good in the run and the pass game as well. Um, offensive line still really hasn't changed since uh, the opener against Clemson. Uh, rotate or like the guys that walk out there the first drive wise. Um, there are a couple of young guys get more reps. Um, but that's because we're blowing teams out, you know. Um, so I love to see Lab McConkey get some some attention. Reminds me of an old guy named Hunter Renfro that went to Clemson. But uh we'll see how that goes. Can't really compare him to that right now. Um Offensively, you know, things are things are clicking. I just wished, you know, JT would sack up a little bit and try to get some playing time. Um, but you know, if we can be Arkansas 37 to nothing with the mailman at quarterback, I'll take it. Um, but defensively, you know, it's about the same that we've seen all year. Pass rush is unstoppable. I mean, that group is really good. Devontae Wyatt was actually the highest graded uh, after that game. Um, he wasn't really talking about much coming into the year because um, you have Jordan Davis and Nolan Smith. Um, but he did really good. He's probably the best guy on that D-line on Saturday, um, which was really shocking. Um, so, and the fact that we have guys that come in uh, to give them breaks, really, there's not much of a drop. Um, I think that's what that is also what makes our D line very good. Is um, there's not much drop on our second stringers, talent wise. Um, linebackers played pretty well. Um, they filled the gaps. They didn't let uh, Arkansas's rushing attack do much. Um, Traylon Burks, Arkansas's wide receiver that's going to be a first round draft pick, probably, yeah, first round draft pick probably, um, had three catches for 10 yards. So, um, we kind of shut them down offensively. Special teams came out with a huge, uh, blocked punt for a touchdown. Um, that really was kind of the, the nail in the coffin in the game early. Um, we went up quick a lot. It was it was kind of like the South Carolina game. We just were able to get points from our defense and special teams. So I mean, 
there's not really anything else to say about it. I mean, you know, um, I definitely don't think uh, Arkansas is overrated at all. I think they're a pretty good football team, but our defense is just better than their offense, obviously. And, you know. I think y'all's defense is better than a lot of offenses. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, well, a couple of dominating efforts. Yeah, um, I, I'll go next. Um, start off with the Kentucky game. I don't really know what to say about it. I mean, the offense just can't do anything. Um, you know, the defense gave gave us every chance to win that game, and uh, the offense couldn't couldn't come through. Um, Luke Doty still seemed seemed in Kentucky game and also in the Troy game. He seems like he's still um, gaining confidence back on that foot. Beamer let it slip up in a press conference, whether he meant to or not, and whether it's true or not that his foot was actually broken, um, not just a sprain like what everyone was told. Um, but his movement in the pocket's been really good. Uh, he's going through progressions, um, so that's been good. It's just been the offensive line. I mean, that's the Achilles heel of the offense right now. Uh, we can't get the running backs any room. Um, and I don't know, because, you know, Marcus Satterfield came from the Panthers. He was the assistant O-line coach. So I don't know if if, um, if he's trying to implement um, – if, if the O-line, you know, scheme is just too complex uh, for these guys right now and they're not, they're not really getting, getting a grasp of it yet. Because when I rewatch the games, it just looks like looks like a lot of communication errors um guys aren't I mean of course there are guys getting just straight up beat um but a lot of times it's just miscommunication you got two guys blocking one guy and, and and a free rusher coming in um so it's just the communication issues have to have to get better but again for Kentucky I mean defense we had three turnovers um had the ball in plus territory a lot and just couldn't couldn't come through with enough points um so I mean that was that was definitely a tough loss, but to be fair, that wasn't a game that we we're that we came in and we were supposed to win. Um, but just the way we lost was was kind of disheartening because you know we had every chance and it's like the offense was just stuck in stuck in quicksand. Um, but I guess moving on to Troy um, is I mean it's more of the same really. The offense I think the play calling against Troy was a little bit better. Uh, we threw the ball a little bit more because um, we just we're having trouble blocking for the run right now. Um, we used a lot of, of rollouts, kind of moving the pocket, get, getting Luke Doty out on the run because he throws really well uh, on the run. Um, yeah, I mean, we're getting more receivers in there. We're getting more receivers the ball. Um, I think Amarian Brown had his most play time out there. Uh, he, he muffed a punt, which was unfortunate, but um, – we keep we need to keep trying to get him the ball in space because you know he's a fast guy. But um, you know you saw the six foot seven EJ Jenkins get a touchdown. Uh, he was out there a lot more, and Beamer kind of praised him in the press conference today actually, um, and just told and just said at the beginning of the year he told him he told EJ that if he wants to play he's got to practice harder. And apparently he's he's taken to that, so he's going to keep getting more play time as we go on. But. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the defense continues to put us in good positions. We keep getting turnovers. Um, 
but it's still, you know, offensive line and, and just a lot of mental mistakes. You know, you saw Jamar Brown on that on that fumble recovery, flip it before he gets into the end zone and, and um, you know, keep getting dumb penalties, um, roughing the passers on just plays that you don't need to do it. Uh, so it's just a lot of mental mistakes and stuff to clean up. But, I mean, I guess a good thing is that all that stuff is fixable. Um, you know, we have we have good players on the team. We just gotta gotta fix these little mistakes. And uh, but yeah, I mean, we're two and three, uh, beat Troy. So you know, moving on. So I guess uh, I guess everything you just said about Carolina also applies to Clemson, offensively at least, because um, we're not very good. So to go back to NC State, um, obviously we. Uh, we found a way to lose that game after NC State's kicker tried to give it to us three separate times. <laughs> um, but, we, I mean, we had – obviously, we had two touchdowns in regulation. Both of them were 80-yard touchdown drives. Aside from those, uh, we had nine other drives where our offense gained a total of 24 yards. Uh, I mean, time of possession, NC State had the ball for 42 minutes in that game and ran 96 plays in regulation. Uh, obviously, we had the ball the other 18 minutes, and we're only able to get off 49 plays. We had seven three and outs against NC State, which is a defense missing their best uh, defensive lineman and redshirt freshman C.J. Clark, arguably their best linebacker. Drake Thomas and Peyton Wilson are both very good, but Peyton Wilson's out for the year. Uh, and then arguably their best guy in the defensive secondary. Uh, Tanner Ingles back there, who I think is a pretty good player, but Cyrus Fagan's a transfer from Florida State. He's also out for the season. So their best player at all three levels arguably was out, and we couldn't move the ball. Uh, just very frustrating. I mean, we didn't even convert a third down until there was, uh, you know, 12 minutes and 40 seconds left in the entire game. Uh, we had more penalties than first downs. We had 13 penalties and 11 first downs. Uh, juxtapose that to NC State having 31 first downs. Uh, obviously, in that game, Brian Bersitor is ACL. He's out for the year. So that's great. Um, Will Shipley looked like he tore his ACL. Turns out it's only a, uh, I guess it's like a deep bone bruise and maybe like a, a knee sprain. He's got a lot of different stuff going on, but they're thinking he'll be back within the next month. Um, but it took us, it took us until the overtime period to break 200 yards offensively. I mean, just really, really bad at everything except for a couple of passes from DJ early on. I mean, he finished the NC State game, I think, uh, 12 of 26 for 111 yards. Justin Ross had 12 targets and eight catches. Aside from that, the rest of our team uh, totaled four catches. So just very, very frustrating, um, especially when things don't go all that well against Georgia Tech and you're kind of expecting some stuff to get cleaned up and you just come out there and it's, it's like a comedy of errors with penalties and not being able to convert on third downs, which is a consistent thing. Um, so really just it's one of those games where you you don't deserve to win it. Um, but NC State gave us every chance and good teams will find a way to win those. Uh, so the fact that we found ways to lose it over and over again uh, was pretty, pretty disappointing. Um, so I was very pessimistic going into this past week against Boston College because Boston College has a really good offensive line. Uh, they've got some guys that have played a bunch of football. They're big. They have a big running back, Pat Garwos, built like a tank. Uh, Alex Sinkwell or Sinkfeld is is one of the backups, and he's also a tank. So 
you know, when you're missing Tyler Davis and Brian Brissy up the middle, James Skowski got hurt in the game against NC State and had to come out, look like a shoulder stinger. So you got your best your best three players on defense um, right up the middle who are out. I mean, it's kind of like in baseball losing your your middle infield and your center fielder. Like things, things don't go well when those guys aren't out there because that's where it all starts. Um, so very concerning looking at how Boston College could attack us. Um, obviously, Skowski ended up being okay. Um, played the entire game against Boston College and played really well. Um, but, I mean, I think ultimately when you look at the offense, things looked a lot better. Um, so Will Putnam was hurt, our right guard. Uh, had something going on with his toe, I believe. Uh, so he was out. So that means we took Matt Bockhorst, who is typically a guard. He's played guard his entire career and switched to center in, during fall camp. Um which is never a recipe for success. Um, we moved him back to his original position of guard. He went over to right guard. Uh, we plugged in Hunter Rayburn at center. And I don't know if that was – if it says more about our offensive line with that five or if it says more about um, Boston College's defense that we were able to run the ball on him. Um, over 200 yards rushing. Um, Kobe Pace and Phil Moffa were the two main ball carriers, and they looked damn good. Um, like really good. Uh, Pace had a 59-yard touchdown uh, to open the scoring, um, which was, I mean, that's, I mean, that's the most explosive we've looked all year. Um, which is nice to see a, a huge hole on the right side behind Matt Bockhorst, who's back at a familiar position, and and Walker Parks, who I would say is our best offensive lineman, despite not being a starter until this year. Uh, so you get behind those two guys, and they just open up a freaking a hole that you could drive your truck through. Uh, which is which is nice to see, and then Kobe got a little breakaway speed there, so that's that's always good. And then Phil Moffa, obviously, he's he's just a big dude. Um, seven carries for 58 yards. Uh, he had 28 of those on one run where he had a nice little spin move and got down inside the five. Um, which, like Sid said, when Jameer Gibbs goes for 70 on a screen, you get inside the five and you can't score. Uh, that's what we did. Luckily, we were able to kick a field goal. Um, but, I mean, that was early in the second quarter. It would have put us up, uh, I believe, 14-3 to three at that point, maybe 14-0. Um, so just really frustrating when, you know, against Georgia, we get down there on the only points we scored, that field goal, but we get in the red zone right there, and we throw three consecutive passes. They're all incomplete. We have to kick the field goal. Well, against Boston College, it's the opposite. We run three straight plays. Like, we run it just right up the middle and can't get anything. Um, so in condensed field – um, situations like that, red zone, third down, like any sort of situational play calling has just been really, really bad all year. Um, and I understand that when you have a quarterback that's not performing, uh, that's that's difficult, um, but just really, really frustrating. Um, and it was an issue last year, all year. So nothing new. Um, but there, like I said, there was a lot of progress with the offensive line. So I hope I hope Rayburn to, stays out there at center, and then when Putnam is healthy, we can move Bockhorst back to left guard, which is where he started last year, um, and then have Putnam at right guard. And, and just sort of, you know, then you have Marcus Tate and Paul Teo who have been splitting time at left tackle or at left guard, excuse me, the last couple of games. And you have both of those guys who can switch in uh, at the guard spots and, you know, just, just create a little more depth for yourself. But, um, I mean, defensively, you know, I mean, I thought we we played a hell of a game. Like I like I said, Boston College is a really big running back, and a, and a, what I feel like is a very solid offensive line. So 
you know, without Brissie and Davis, you hold them to 46 yards on 34 carries. Um, that's uh, that's very impressive. Uh, seems like Skowski and Spectre are just around the ball every single snap. Um, I mean, every week. Both of those guys are, are probably close to double-digit tackles. Um, I guess that's including assists, but I mean they're just everywhere. You find that you find 47 and 10, you'll find the ball. Um, but again, Miles Murphy and Xavier Thomas are picking up a little bit of the slack when your guys on the inside of the defensive line are out. Those two really stepped up. Four sacks total. Miles Murphy had one and a half. Xavier Thomas had one, but it felt like he was in the backfield every play. Um, Specter and both of the backup defensive tackles, Ruka Rojaro and uh, Trey Williams, they each had a half sack. So, you know, it was good to see us get a little bit of pressure, stop the run, uh, take some of the pressure off of our corners. You know, the secondary thus far, they haven't looked all that great. NC State was able to dink and dunk on us the entire game. I mean, they'd run like seven-yard stop routes or have guys coming on like little mesh concepts and crossers, and they'd find a hole in the zone and just stop. And it would be a really easy completion for Devin Leary. And uh, Boston College did a lot of the same things with their tight end, Trey Berry, who's a – uh, All-American FCS level tight end. It was at Jacksonville State uh, previously and transferred into Boston College to replace Hunter Long. And he's, I mean, he's a, he's a good player, more of a receiving threat than anything, um, but really good player. He ended up having a good day. I think he, I think he led the team in catches and yards. Um, <clears throat> but you know, Dennis Grossell, their backup quarterback, obviously is not Phil Dracovic. If Phil Dracovic is in that game, they probably win. Um, they took four or five deep shots, something you'll see Boston College do a lot. Um, obviously, it kind of sucks that I didn't get to preview it. Um, but something they do a lot is just little flash fakes, play action, and they'll run cross-country routes. So instead of running a post at the at the goalpost, they'll run guys all the way across the field. And it's really, really hard for your corners and safeties to pick up who's, who's dropping who, especially for a team like us that likes to run a bunch of zone coverage and kind of mix up the looks behind it. So they had a couple of, of chances, three or four actually, um, where one should have been a touchdown. You got Zay Flowers and he's working against uh, Booth and nobody's over the top to help him. So he gets away from Booth and Booth can't catch up to him and Grossell just overthrows him. That's early in the third quarter after they had scored a touchdown. Um, so, I mean, that would have that would have given them the lead, I believe. So <clears throat> just little stuff like that. I'm thinking, okay, if, if Dracovic's in there, that's probably on the money. At least one of these handful of, of deep throws is going to hit. Um, he did make some good throws, but overall he looked very shaky. Like I said, we got pressure on him, which is always good uh, to disrupt the quarterback, especially when you have one that's probably not the most talented guy anyway. Um, he made a couple mistakes, a couple high throws that got picked. So, you know, it's nice to see our defense get some turnovers. But, I mean, he had about 150, 160 yards going into the fourth quarter. And then once they got an all-out pass mode, we just really couldn't cover them. Zay Flowers is probably the best player on their entire team. Uh, he had no stats until uh, through 55 minutes of action. And then in the final five minutes, he had five catches for 70 yards. Uh, tagged that on to Trey Berry having probably three or four catches in that last five minutes. Uh, we just could not ice the game, um, which, is, which is very frustrating. Uh, Mario Goodrich, our starting corner, was out. So Sheridan Jones got the start. Um, I could go without him ever starting for us ever again. He's just he just seems to be in bad positions all the time, uh, which is which is frustrating. But obviously, Booth, like I talked about, he he has a tendency to be 
out of position and try and use his speed to make up ground on guys, but he loved to come downhill. He led the team with eight tackles. I don't think he's missed a tackle all year. Feels like he's just cutting guys down all the time. Like he's hitting them in the knees and they just go flying. Uh, so, which is, which is always, always fun to see. Um, and back to DJ, this has been the Achilles heel of our offense. Unfortunately, like I said, he was 12 of 26 against um, NC State. And he finished 13 of 28 against Boston College. So two straight weeks being under 50% completion. I think he's at 54.5% on the year. Uh, very, very disappointing. Um, there was three drops I can think of early in the first, second quarter. You got Justin Ross going down the Boston College sideline, and he's he's in position, but the, uh, the defensive back never turns his head, and DJ throws an absolute dot, and it goes right through – Justin Ross's hands and skims off the top of his helmet. I mean, a perfect throw. It's going to be tough to get a foot down, but you got to catch that for your quarterback. Uh, the next one, obviously, being Jalen Lay, third quarter, third down play. He's wide open over the middles when they blitz the linebacker. He does a nice job sitting down in the zone. I don't know if that's the route or not, but he gets hit right in the waist and just can't hang on to the football. And then at the end, after Ngata has that 54-yard catch and run, um, you know, we're up – we're up 16-13, and a touchdown probably ices the game with about three, four minutes left. And a nice back shoulder throw probably had too much heat on it. But, again, a nice throw, and Ngata lets it go right through his fingers. Um, you know, depending on how he falls, it could have been a touchdown. It could have been a first and goal at about the two. So, stuff like that we got we to gotta fix. I mean, when your quarterback's not playing well, you have to make plays for him. And we have enough talent at receiver to where – we're making some plays, but we're leaving a lot out there, which I think can be said for every single game this year. Um, and Gata did go over 100 yards again, so that was that was nice to see. But the other thing I'll say about DJ is he looked a whole lot better running the ball. Um, we had some more design quarterback draws and, you know, inside powers and stuff like that, and I thought he ran those well. He had a couple of nice scrambles, uh, finished the game with 12 carries for 50 yards. Uh, so definitely something that, that you can work with. Uh, no sacks from the offensive line. That was also nice. But, I mean, really, this game comes down to the fact that our, our kicker was four for four on field goals. Uh, you know, B.T. Potter went out there and just – he just drilled every single one of them. Uh, 18, 40, 35, and 42 are the distances. So, really, really nice to see that because he hasn't gotten on the field to kick a field goal since uh, the three points we scored against Georgia. Um, but, you know, it's, it's a good win. It's an ugly win. feels a lot like the Georgia Tech game. But I think with, with the, our team this year, that's, this is how we're going to have to win. Is DJ running the ball, our receivers making a couple plays, and the defense just bend but don't break. Um, you know, Boston College at the end probably should have beat us. I feel like if they don't, their quarterback doesn't fumble that shotgun snap, they probably do. Uh, that was a play after Tyler Venables has a, a tip ball coming to him in the end zone, and he can't catch it to ice the game, can't catch it. So just very frustrating. Um, but right now my main concern is the fact that um, our entire team is hurt. So the bye week comes at a good time. Um, we have seven of our 22 starters currently that missed the Boston College game or got hurt during the Boston College game. Um, so obviously Will Putnam is out starting right guard. Uh, Frank Ladson was out. He's got a groin issue. Um, Justin Ross got hurt during the game. Uh, he's in concussion protocol. Davis Allen got tossed in the first half for targeting on a, on a punt return. Uh, Braden Galloway has TikTok syndrome and concussion protocol. 
Um, Will Shipley obviously has a knee issue. He'll be out for a month. Uh, Will Taylor tore his ACL, which is probably bigger news for our baseball team. Um, no good. <clears throat> no good at all because uh, he was just starting to get more work in the slot, which is kind of what we need. A little twitchy guy. We're trying to find our own lab McConkey right now. I think he was probably that guy. Brian Brissett, torn ACL. Tyler Davis, torn biceps, out two, three months. Fred Davis, is he was hurt. Don't know what happened to him. He's probably at his NASCAR tryout. Um, Mario Goodrich, starter, out with a groin injury. Uh, Malcolm Green, a guy that plays a ton. He's out with a shoulder injury and uh, – you know, Justin Charleston, another guy in the secondary out. So just very thin right now. Um, we look like an ER. So, like I said, the bye week comes at a good time. Hopefully we can get everybody healthy and hopefully we can uh, we can go to Syracuse on a Friday night and not do what we did in 2017 in Syracuse on a Friday night. So just uh, just frustrating. But, again, you know, I'd rather win ugly than lose ugly like we did against NC State. Yeah, I hear you. Best of luck to Fred Davis on his NASCAR tryout. <laughs> yeah, I think he's I think he's uh, driving for Hendrick. <laughs> what's, think, what's, bad is, what's bad is we lost a player to the NASCAR pit crew not too long ago. <laughs> so you made wow. jokes about it, but we actually lost a starting <clears throat> offensive to a pit crew. So, Well, I mean, it's way more lucrative to be the driver. I will say that. Yeah. And he's, and he's shown that he can do it at high speeds. Yeah. <laughs> uh, any last thoughts, boys? <clears throat> I don't know if we're going to score 20 points in a game this season or year How against an score? FBS opponent. Okay, okay. Yeah, that sounds... I don't know if we will. Yeah. Well, we have Vandy on the schedule coming up, so. Yeah, I mean, we got UConn, so it's kind of the same. Honestly, the game against you all is going to be extremely interesting. Um, zero to zero. Yeah. <laughs> I hope we can get a picture of Dabo with a score his hands up at the end of the game, zero to zero, like the Frank Beamer. Yeah, after after we like block a field goal to at the end of regulation or something stupid. I would love that shit. End of regulation. Nothing, nothing. And the crowd goes wild. Well, all right. is, it, is it in Columbia or, or yeah, or, yeah. Willie B's going to be rocking if it's nothing, nothing uh -huh. at the end of the game. Yeah, well, I guess that's it. Um, we'll catch you in the next episode. Well, we'll recap or we'll uh, not recap. We'll look ahead to week six. So thanks for tuning in. Peace.